This is a podcast by The Business Times. Hello and a warm welcome to Podcasts by The Business Times. I'm your host, Howie Lim. Now, sustainability will continue to play an increasing role in how investors' portfolios will shape up in 2022. But when talking about sustainability and the climate crisis, the healthcare sector isn't one that automatically comes to mind. But given everyone will need healthcare at some point in their lives, it really should be. The broken healthcare investment model with unsustainable prices warrants a relook before taking the plunge and cashing in on a mega trend in healthcare investment, which is gathering pace. We speak to Nathalie Fleury and Michael Schroeter, co heads of sustainable healthcare equity at HSBC Asset Management, for their insights. This episode is brought to you by HSBC. Nathalie and Michael, welcome to the show. Hello, Howie. I'm very glad to be on the show today. Hi, Howie. Thanks very much for the invitation. Happy to have you. So first, talk to us about what's going on with the current healthcare investment model. Why is it broken and why does it need to be relooked? We understand those unsustainable prices is a big issue. I mean, no investor likes to hear elevated prices. Well, the healthcare business model is based on innovation. Everybody wants to have the latest and best treatment. Over the years, industry has developed and brought to market fantastic innovative therapies, uh, which deliver great clinical benefits to patients. However, along with that innovation came also higher prices. Today, budgets of healthcare systems are stretched to a maximum, thus forcing payers, be that governments or insurance companies, to make trade-off decisions on what they reimburse and how much they reimburse. In turn, this directly impacts top and bottom line of companies. So put another way, customer needs have changed from just asking for improved clinical benefits to improve clinical benefits delivered in a way so that total or overall cost to treat a patient remains affordable for payers. That is key, as it does not necessarily mean products need to be cheap or less profitable. This is a radical change for the healthcare industry. And like all change, it also provides an opportunity. However, it requires healthcare investors to adapt as well. Why do you think then this sector has been overlooked all this time, that sustainable investment has been gaining traction, but this sector has been overlooked? I mean, a record $649 billion was poured into the ESG-focused funds worldwide through November 30th, 2021. And yet this sector hanging in the balance, so to speak, Old habits die hard. So the, for the industry and investors, the focus on innovation has paid off handsomely for decades. Since revenues are a function of price times volume, the business model of delivering innovation at ever higher prices made a lot of sense. But as payers' budgets have become tighter and tighter over time, sky-high prices have become less and less acceptable. This movement has now also hit the most important healthcare market in the world, the United States. Okay, we might need some help, though, for the uninitiated. What exactly does this sector entail? Could it possibly just be, for example, if we're talking about cloud stocks, it's really tech stocks? So is it just a case of a rose by any other name would smell as sweet? What goes on in this sector? 
So the healthcare sector is a very large sector, representing today around 13% of an MSCI World Index that has demonstrated strong outperformance over the long term compared to general indices. And in this case, plus 80% compared to the MSCI World Index over the last 10 years. It is an innovation sector that has also a defensive characteristics. So on the one hand, many patients have chronic diseases that require care and medication over the very long term. And on the other hand, innovation allows companies to have very good financial margins. So today, 75% of the newest therapies have been developed by the mid-cap companies of this sector, as we have seen the various vaccines against COVID, for example, were developed by companies in the field of life sciences, so the biotech companies of the sector. The U.S. are still today the biggest pharma market in terms of dollars, followed by China. It is a diverse sector with many different subsectors, such as biotech, medical devices, digital health companies, diagnostics, or service and management care companies. Obviously, we would hope that people were investing already, but now is the best time why? Maybe you could tell us, because actual people and patients are being affected by this neglect, aren't they? Absolutely, Harry. We have now reached a tipping point now that the affordability issue in healthcare has reached the U.S. Currently, over 40% of patients in the U.S. do not receive the necessary therapy or do not receive enough of a therapy to manage their disease appropriately. Payers in the U.S. take action and pressure companies to deliver innovation, which at the same time helps keep overall healthcare costs in check. While in other parts of the world, the affordability issue has been present for some time, now that U.S. payers heavily restrict access to therapies, industry has no other choice but to act. So some companies have been at the forefront already of this trend and are now benefiting from it, while others still continue operating along the old business model. The latter are being hit hard by access restrictions imposed by payers and stock markets react accordingly. So coming back to your question, why now? I mean, as said, we have reached a tipping point where successful healthcare companies have and continue to adapt to this new environment. By doing so, these companies address the clinical need for better therapies, but also the societal need for this innovation to not break the bank. That is sustainable healthcare. Companies building their business model around sustainability in that sense benefit not only financially, but also have a social impact since patients do have full access to to, and the benefit of such therapies or services. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Back to our conversation with Natalie Fleury and Michael Schroeter co-heads of Sustainable Healthcare Equity with HSBC Asset Management about sustainable healthcare investment. This episode is brought to you by HSBC. So we've covered why we should get involved now, if not already. What's been hindering, you think, awareness and healthcare systems changing to this branch of sustainable healthcare investing? 
Yes, correct, Harry. So the process from access to medicine at almost any price to a more value-based medicine has taken many years and was not immediately recognized as an important phenomenon by investors. So total healthcare expenses represent today, for example, 19% of GDP in the US, around 12 to 14% in Europe. Healthcare expenses have doubled in the last 10 years. Most probably they can't again double in the next 10 years. So as budgets in the United States, but also in Europe or elsewhere in the world are more tight, insurances and governments that have to pay for these expenses had to adjust their budgets over the last five to six years and ask the healthcare industry for, for more data, proving not only the efficacy of the products, but also the possibility to reduce overall healthcare costs. How, though, will you convince investors to focus more on being value-driven in this space rather than price and profit-driven? The woke investing movement, not quite there yet, I think. Very good question, Howie. Revenues are basically a function of a number of units uh, of a product a company is selling times its price. In the old model of uh, healthcare, cranking up the price resulted in increased revenues. But in the world of constrained healthcare budgets we live in today, where payers are forced to impose access restrictions, companies can easily find themselves in a situation of having a high-priced product, but which is not being reimbursed. These companies might have a super high price, but without reimbursement, hardly any sales are achieved. So as a company and as an investor, I much prefer a situation where a company has solid unit sales, times the price which is acceptable to payers, as compared to zero unit sales times a sky-high price. Or put another way around, in a budget-constrained healthcare environment in which we live uh, and are likely to live in for the foreseeable future, a value-driven approach is much more favorable, both from a financial as well as from a societal aspect as compared to price maximization approach. Also, the areas of sustainability and innovation that you're focusing on, those are hard to define. They're both very subjective, or at least there aren't yet agreed upon markers and criteria on which everyone can agree and adhere to. So tell us how investors then can be assured, the woke ones, for example, that these investment vehicles, including those in healthcare, are what they claim Certainly, Howie. So there can be, yes, a certain confusion since different fund providers use different sources. More and more when talking about sustainability in healthcare, it's not only about ESG, but also about outcome measurements and real-world data. So we use different sets of data banks for either the innovation part and or the sustainability aspects of our companies in the strategy for assessing the innovation part and comparing the development status, for example, the innovation of different products or molecules, we use specialized data banks as well, take part at conferences and talk to managements, etc. We have one-on-ones with the company managements. For the sustainability aspect, we use on one side the MSCI ESG data bank, but also our own proprietary data bank we have built over the last three years with health economic data for the companies that are in the strategy, but also for their direct competitors, for example. We want to thank you so much for being on the show, Natalie and Michael. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much, Howie, for this conversation today. Thanks, Howie. I greatly appreciate uh, having had the opportunity to express our view.
we've been discussing a much overlooked sector in sustainable investing, healthcare, with Natalie Fleury and Michael Schroeter, co-heads of Sustainable Healthcare Equity at HSBC Asset Management. And that's a wrap for this podcast by The Business Times. This episode was brought to you by HSBC. In the next episode coming February 7th, we go more in-depth and get Natalie and Michael to share how we can define sustainable healthcare innovators and the pros and cons of investing as well. Be sure to mark your calendars. That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note, all analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.